0: And welcome back to The Word Encounter, episode 122. Uh, Today we're going to finish up the book of Song of Songs. And so we're going to pick it up in chapter 6, as we left off with chapter 5 yesterday. And the man says, You are as beautiful as Tirzah, my darling lovely as Jerusalem, awe-inspiring as an army with banners. Turn your eyes away from me, for they captivate me. Your hair is like a flock of goats streaming down from Gilead. That doesn't sound very romantic, does it? Your hair is like a flock of goats, streaming down from Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of ewes coming uh, coming up from washing, each one having a twin, and not one missing. Behind your veil, your brow is like a slice of pomegranate. Uh, Verse eight: There are sixty queens and eighty concubines and young women without number, but my dove, my virtuous one, is unique. And verse 8, what Solomon is referring to here is his wives and his concubines and his number of young women without number. You know, it's estimated that Solomon had something like a thousand wives and concubines. And so, but he's calling her out specifically for her beauty. says, but my dove, my virtuous one is unique. And so out of all the women I have access to, you, my dear, you are unique. Now, you know, today we would consider that a line from a player, basically, uh, just trying to get over on somebody. But these are sincere or this is a sincere poem. And so he is raptured in her love. And so it says, uh, women see her and declare her fortunate queens and concubines also and they sing her praises. So even Solomon's uh, queens and 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 his concubines, they even see her as unique. they declare her her favors they see her, they see her fortune and so they express their praises. that is unique. The woman says in verse 11, I came down to the walnut grove to see the blossoms of the valley, to see if the vines were budding and the pomegranates were blooming. So she says, I came down to the walnut grove to see if the blossoms of the valley, to see if the vines were budding and the pomegranates were blooming. In other words, she's coming down to check on the status of the season. Is this spring? Is it springtime? I'm checking to see if it's springtime, because if it is, I didn't know what was happening to me. I felt like I was, uh, I was felt like I was in a chariot with a nobleman. In other words, she's saying that she's checking the season of herself, her life. Is it love making time? I felt like I didn't know what was happening to me. I felt like I was in a chariot with a nobleman is so she's, she's saying that she's ready basically is what she's saying. Uh, Let's go over to chapter seven. And so uh, the man says, how beautiful are your sandaled feet, princess. The curves of your thighs are like jewelry, the handiwork of a master. Your navel um, is a rounded bowl. It never lacks mixed wine. Your belly is a mound of wheat surrounded by lilies. Your breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle. He is laying it on his woman. He is telling her. What is in the deep recesses of his heart with regard to how he feels about her? And so, in in very poetic language, he's letting her know, you know, girl, you all that to me. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you are something else. In other words, he's not holding back. See, he's not trying to be cool. He's not trying to be calm. And he's not trying to just say stuff to get over. He's expressing the, 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 the internal feelings of his heart. He's being very sincere. It says in verse four, your neck is like a tower of ivory. Your eyes like pools in Heshbon uh, by uh, Rabbim's gate. Your nose is like the tower of Lebanon looking towards Damascus. Your head crowns you like, Mar- like Mount Carmel. Your hair uh, the hair of your head like purple cloth. A king be held captive in your tresses. How beautiful you are, and how pleasant, my love, with such delights. Verse seven. Your stature is like a palm tree, your breasts are clusters of fruit. I said, I will climb the palm tree and hold um, and hold I will climb the palm tree and take hold of its fruit. Let me read that again. Verse seven, your stature is like a palm tree. Your breasts are like clusters of fruit. I said, I will climb the palm tree and take hold of its fruit. Okay, (laughs) that's pretty clear, I think. Then it says, continue on in verse eight, uh, may your breasts be like clusters of grapes and the fragrance of your breath like uh, apricots. Whoa. Verse 9, your mouth is like fine wine. He's letting her, he's not leaving anything to the imagination. He's not being ambiguous at all. He's v- being very specific and very clear with regards to how he feels about his love. Question, are we very expressive and very clear about how we feel about the ones that we love in our lives? That's the question. The woman responds, uh, flowing smoothly, flowing smoothly. Flowing smoothly for my love, gliding past my lips and teeth, I am my love's, I am my love's and his desire is for me. Come my love, let's go to the field, let's spend the night among the henna blossoms. Let's go early to the vineyards, let's see if the vine is budded, if the blossom has opened, if the pomegranates are in bloom. I will give you my caresses. What is she saying? She's saying, "Come on, dude, let's go." she's initiating sensual activities. She's not waiting for him to initiate. She is initiating. She says, she's essentially saying, come on, it's springtime. You know, at least as far as the, the season that I'm feeling right now, it's springtime. It's time for things to bloom. I want you. Let's go. And then she goes on in chapter eight and says, if only I could treat you like my brother. (laughs) What does that mean? That sounds a little strange, right? Not so strange at all. Listen up. One who nursed at my mother's breast, I would find you in public and kiss you and no one would scorn me. Okay, so. Uh, back in, 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 in these days, in these ancient of days, uh, PDA, public displays of affection, was not cool. It was not culturally cool. One could say it was not permitted, <clears throat> except amongst family members. And so uh, a mother nursing her child is a very intimate activity. And so she's saying, if only I could treat you like my brother, because my brother used to nurse uh, at my mother's uh, breast, if only I could treat you like that, then I would find you in public and kiss you and no one would scorn me. And so she wants to be free to express how she feels about her beloved, regardless of whether they are in public or private or anywhere. And so that's why she says, if only I could treat you like my brother. In verse 2, it says, I would lead you, I would take you to the house of my mother who taught me, I would give you spice wine to drink from the juice of my pomegranate. (laughs) What do you think that means? (laughs) She says, I would give you spice wine to drink from the juice of my pomegranate. It's It's an analogy, right? It's like, I will give you something that will make your head spin. You know, (laughs) I would take you to the house of my mother who taught me, whoa, what did mom teach daughter? (laughs) And I can give you spiced wine to drink from the juice of my pomegranate. All right. Now, verse three, may his left hand be under my hand, under my head, and his right arm embrace me. Okay. So again, she's talking about, you know, may you take me on this journey of love, you know, caress me, hold me, and you know, do that thing, let's, let's go. And it says in verse nine, young women, of Je- young women of Jerusalem, I charge you, do not stir up or awaken love until the appropriate time. So she's sending out a warning. She said, this thing called love, this thing called sensuality, sexuality, this thing is strong, this thing is powerful, okay? Don't wake it up until the appropriate time. Don't mess with this, don't play with this, don't deal with it until it's appropriate time. I'm telling you, it's an overwhelming force. The young woman, excuse me, the woman says, I awakened you under the apricot tree, there your mother conceived you, there she conceived and gave birth to you. Set me as a seal on your heart, as a seal on your arm, for love is as strong as death see love is as strong as death yes it is jealousy is an unrelenting is as unrelenting as sheo jealousy is like a type of death in in its and it's uh, unrelenting behavior you know jealousy doesn't get calmed down until it until it's uh, Uh, been fed whatever it needs to be fed (laughs) and it says love's flames are fiery flames and Almighty flame Love runs hot a fiery hot furnace Verse 7 a huge torrent cannot extinguish love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. If a man were to give all his wealth for love, it would be utterly scorned. See, love can't be bought. You can have a lot of money. You can't buy love. It can't. And when you have it, it can't be ex- extinguished. It can't be swept away. If a man were to give all his wealth for love, it would be utterly scorned. He would be laughed at you can't buy me that's not how this works verse 8 the section title says brothers so this is these are the brothers of the of the woman it says our sister is young she has no breasts (laughs) what will we do for our sister on the day she is spoken for verse 9 If she is a wall, we will build a silver barricade on her. If she is a door, we will enclose her with cedar planks. In other words, what they're saying is, we need to keep our sister a virgin because virginity is highly valued. And it is a gift to be given only to the appropriate one. And so her brothers are saying, look, we will encase her. We will surround her. We will not let her, we will not allow her to let that go out until it's appropriate time the woman responds she says in verse 10 i am a wall in other words she's saying you don't really need to do that because i am a wall and my breasts are like towers in other words you say i have no breasts you're still looking at me as a little sister but no i have breasts and they're like towers (laughs) so to him i have become like one who finds peace see so to him to the one i choose to my beloved I have become like one who finds peace. He doesn't need to be concerned about whether I'm a virgin or not. Verse 11, Solomon owned a vineyard in Baal He leased the vineyard uh, to tenants. Each was to bring for his fruit 1,000 pieces of silver. And so Solomon was a landlord and he was to lease land out to his tenants and they were to bring him 1,000 pieces of silver. The woman says in verse 12, I have my own vineyard. The 1,000 are for you, Solomon, but 200 are for those who take care of its fruits. In other words, she says, I have my own vineyard, my virginity, me, my body. I have my own vineyard. The 1,000 are for you, and I'm giving it to you, Solomon. You see? (laughs) I'm giving it to you. That's what she's saying. You know, my brothers may have, you know, the right thing in mind, but hey, I'm cool. I'm protecting myself until the right one. Man says, you who dwell in the gardens, companions are listening for your voice. Let me hear you. And she says in verse 14, run away with me, my love, and be like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of spices run away with me, my love, Let it be just you and me making love all day long, (laughs) being raptured and being captured by each other's gaze. Let's, let's go. And so as you can see, the song of songs is a very, very, very intimate book, uh, highlighting a lot of sexual sensual, uh, sexual sensuality is what I'll, what, what I'll call it. Um, sexual, sensual circumstances and situations between a man and his wife or soon to be wife. And so this whole book is an analogy to how we are to be with the Lord. We are to be one with the Lord. Being one with the Lord is the epitome of an intimate relationship and the two shall become one that's what the word says about marriage but it's also pointing to the relationship between christ and his church between jesus and us we are to be one and so in sensual terms the song of songs illustrates how that relationship is to be and so i hope you have enjoyed this particular book and tomorrow we will pick it up in Isaiah. Um, There are two books in the Bible that sometimes give me a hard time with regard to comprehending exactly what's going on at specific times. One of those books is the book of Isaiah, which we're about to enter. And the other book is the book of Revelations. And so I'm just gonna pray as we go through Isaiah for, for Revelation So that in the presentation of the book, there may be some clarity, not only to you, but also to me. And so with that, uh, we're done for the day. I will see you tomorrow and join us in episode 122 of The Word Encounter. Everybody take care and bye-bye.